What's up, guys? Darkside here again for Vital MX. Today, we're going to talk to a guy you know as an analyst and reporter for Supercross, but he's got a new gig coming up that we're about to talk about. The one, the only, Mr. Daniel Blair. What's up, DB? What's up, bro? That's a pretty nice intro. Eh, I mean, it's it's minimal. But DB, man, a lot of big changes in the last few months, man. You made the move to South Carolina. Uh, you're getting involved with a new job. Why don't you tell us what's going on in your life over the last, really over the last two weeks is the biggest part. Yeah, it's been kind of a blur, if I'm being honest. But today, the realization set in. I dropped my kids off at school out here in South Carolina, bro, of all places, <laughs> this is home for me now. So yeah, it's all starting to feel real, but the last two months or so has been pretty wild. But once you send the kids up to school, that's when it's really real. Right on. Well, let's let's get into this. Uh, you were at Loretta Lynn's all last week, which I found interesting because your son was not racing. Tell us why you were there. What ha- what came, What changed in your life recently? Oh, nothing. Just <laughs> wanted to go and watch a bunch of amateur kids, and obviously I'm being funny. Um, yeah, I am now the new team manager for Orange Brigade. I started at Loretta Lens of all places. I mean, if you're going to get somebody in the job, I mean, throw them right out in the middle of the ocean. You know what I'm talking about? So it was, uh, it was an interesting week for sure. I have so much to learn and understand about the job, but day one was day one of Loretta's and I've got a lot in my mind right now. There was a lot to process overall. I was there more to inspire the riders that we have on the roster and start scouting for the future. But uh, crazy opportunity that came my way. I'm super grateful for it. But yeah, what better way to get started than get right in there into the Loretta Lynn's pits, which, as you probably know this week, was pretty wild. Luckily yeah. for me, I had nothing to do with all the wild stuff, but it's been fun <laughs> to watch it with a notepad and a pen, trying to figure out all the different things that go on in amateur racing. And wow, that one was wild. Yeah, definitely a trial by fire. But this this whole thing surprised me. I We talked right before Loretta's about it. How did this come about? Like, we're buddies. I didn't even know this was a thing for you. It happened super fast, man. And and like you said, it's it's shocking to me, too. I really can't believe it all happened the way it did. And looking back on it now, I I didn't think it was really going to happen. So it starts back in early July. I got a call to go to the Orange Brigade, Loretta Lynn's camp, where all the riders get together and, you know, they ride together. They do some some training with coaches. And the reason I was brought in was to focus on the media side and, and coach the kids on their interviews and teach them, you know, and do a little role play and have fun with it, but just, you know, make light of that situation. Cause for some kids, that's a really tough part. So I went there for that, ended up doing some on the bike coaching as well, met all the families, met all the riders. And I mean, I was just super stoked to be there first off. Then some conversations started happening where there was a possibility that there was a job opening at Orange Brigade. I threw out my interest kind of lightly, not not pressing too hard, but like, hey, I'd be interested in that gig. Um, But then, you know, it came, you know, to light to me that they needed someone probably in the SoCal area that would work out of the offices. And I just moved to South Carolina. So there was no way that was possible. So I kind of let it go and didn't think anything of it and then got a phone call and the call was amazing. It was, hey, you can do um, Supercross TV. You can live in South Carolina. And if you want this job, we can make this happen. The families are behind it and we're behind it. If you want it, let's roll. So a couple dominoes dropped. The next thing you know, I was hired on and on my way to Loretta Lynn's to start day one 
uh, pretty much as opening ceremonies was kicking off, that's when my employment actually started. So as like you said, just thrown to the wolves and I mean, couldn't be more excited about it, but at the same time, a little overwhelming because I don't know the ins and outs of amateur racing. So there's a lot to learn, but man, I'm excited to figure it out. Yeah. This seems like a really good fit for you. The way I know you as a father and the way you are around your kids. And I've heard you of course on podcasts. I know that dealing with the youth is important to you, Watching, making sure they have the right path and grow up properly and have all the all the things they need in their corner. So it makes sense that this would be a good position for you, but what in particular was it that interested you in this position? What was the main thing? Was there, Or was there anything in particular? At first, I didn't know why I was so interested. I mean, I was I was intrigued by it. I, I, I like, you know, again, that, that part of the sport, I feel like, some of these families have been led down wrong paths or misguided. And of course, I'm talking about decades of this. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I don't know what my initial intrigue was other than I thought it was cool and I felt like I could do a good job at it. But as I started thinking about it, I, I realized what the real draw was, was just my past experiences and how bad I believe things went for me at the end of my amateur career and into my pro career with just some decisions that were made and, and things along the way that I you know, have regrets about. So I almost feel like a little bit of an obligation to take this job and, you know, do my part and maybe helping these families avoid some of those struggles and those bad decisions. And, you know, now I really look at the job as an opportunity to kind of right a wrong that was done in my own life. And doesn't mean that, you know, everyone's going to, you know, make the right decisions from here on out and not everyone's going to be perfect. But if I could have an impact on one kid or five or 10 families and just helping them avoid problems and, and steer their career in the right direction, I want to do that. So I, I'm, I'm super grateful that I've been given the opportunity. And I would say my biggest strength coming in is I do know how to not do it right. And, and <laughs> okay. I think that I could help these families stay away from some of those decisions because those last couple of years are impactful. These families have spent so much money and so much time preparing for the opportunity to be a pro. And that if the decisions aren't made correctly in those last two to three years, the thing, the whole thing could unravel and be over like in a blink of an eye. And I'm super saddened by that. As a commentator for Supercross, I've watched these kids come in and fail and it breaks my heart every single time. And I feel like there's decisions made at the age of 14, 15, 16 that could help them have a better chance of A, succeeding and B, not just falling off the cliff immediately after turning pro. So I hope to take that experience and apply it and and hope to work with these families. And just if I could increase the success rate for these kids, you know, 5%, 15%, it'll be a big win for me. And that's that's what I want to do. Yeah, and knowing you the way I do, I think you'll be very impactful in these kids in a very positive way. I, I definitely believe that. I'm not just blowing smoke. With this Orange Brigade title, does that also include – the other brands under the Austrian tent, Gas Gas and Husky? Yes, I'll be representing the house of brands. All three are going to be equally important to me. And I understand that there's a company structure in place that I'm learning about every single day. Mm-hmm. But yes, the Gas Gas and Husqvarna kids will be under the same program. And that's going to be tough for me, too, because I have to navigate where to put which rider and try to kind of get them lined up in the pipeline of where I may see them as they enter their pro career. But at the same time, it's all interchangeable. So I have to learn that variable as well. But yes, I'll be in charge of all three of those uh, manufacturers and rosters. And again, I know I've said this before, but I'm super grateful that they're willing to give me a chance to do this. 
Um, I have worked with the KTM group in the past on a bunch of different ventures as far as doing team intros for Gas Gas, doing demo ride days for Husqvarna, doing press conferences for KTM. So I've worked with a lot of people in-house and for them to have the faith in me to take this role on and, and, and you know, hopefully allow me to, you know, instill my vision along with theirs. I just, again, I'm super shocked and grateful. <laughs> and now that we're getting into the, the, the nuts and bolts of this thing, it's definitely a little bit more difficult than I thought, um, but in ways that I knew were going to be difficult. So I'm, I'm not afraid of it. I'm ready to take on those challenges too. But my number one role, at least in my opinion, will be guiding the families and helping them make the smart decisions in those final years and giving them the best chance to be a, not only a pro, but a good pro and be able to make a living in a sport that they've spent a decade chasing relentlessly. You mentioned Loretta's being your debut as the team manager. First of all, a very hectic week at Loretta's for anybody involved. But then you had you had a lot of top-level riders, a couple maybe that didn't have the weeks they wanted, and a couple that had exceptional weeks. Like Talk about dealing with that. You had Tal- Talon Hawkins, obviously, uh, Casey Cochran, Caden Braswell was a big surprise, and even the young kid, uh, Sawyer Geek, just crushed it. So just kind of discuss how the week went with the riders and yourself, adjusting, learning, meeting the people, getting involved. Well, first off, I had a prior obligation on Friday in Nashville to do some TV commentating for a jet ski invitational event that was in the right next to the stadium in Nashville. So I had to leave late Thursday and skip all of Friday. So I'd like to start by expressing my frustrations with all my successful riders who decided to just go on a string of victories and start racking up titles left and right while I was gone. Literally, I'm there all week sweating and just in the trenches. And then I leave for a day and we just started just title after title after title. I'm like, guys, really? Like, come on, man. Like, I'd like to be there with you all. But anyways, I'm super proud of all the riders that were able to find success. But I actually think the most impactful part for me was dealing with the families that didn't have that success and reassuring them that Loretta Lynn's is not the only race on the schedule that matters. It's not the tell-all. What it is, it's a, it's a pressure cooker of an event that some can get through it and some have a hard time. And I think for me to be there for the families that didn't have the best week and assure them that there's more to come and there's more opportunities out there and we're going to be able to bounce back from this and recover from a tough weekend – I think that was the most important part for me. The kids that had all the success, they've done all the work. I had nothing to do with any of their preparation whatsoever. So for them to win, I I was happy there to give them a a knuckle bump and say, good job. But I felt like I really needed to be there for the families that didn't have the best week. And, you know, those are those are the people that need the attention the most and, and really look for guidance when things don't go well. So the ups were cool, but the downs were more impactful for me Hmm. because it helps me get connected with these families and, and help them bounce back um, from a week that maybe didn't go the way they wanted. You've mentioned the families a couple times. Is that your primary vision is as a, making this a family unit or, or is what is your vision, say one year, even five years down the road for the Orange Brigade program? Well, I think at the pro level, it's more about the individual money is involved, bonuses, championship, branding, sponsors. It, the, it's like the whole game changes as soon as you turn pro. But at the amateur level, it's not just about the individual. It's the entire family. I mean, the mom, the dad, grandma, grandpa, sister, brother, they're all involved in this chase of a dream. 
So for me at this level, I'm looking at the family as the the writer. I don't I don't want to sign a writer. I'm signing a family and working with them closely on understanding the ins and outs of this sport. That way, when the kid gets a chance to go pro, they have a lot of education, a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience, and they can make all the pro decisions that they're going to need to make. So the family part is the most important for me. Um, I know how much these families invest in their kids and how much they sacrifice. They could be out at the lake. They could be you know, doing their own thing, but instead they sacrifice everything for their kid. And their hope is that the kid's going to make it someday and, and become a pro and become a champion. So for me, I'm looking at the entire family uh, aspect of this, not only when it comes to the guidance part, but when it comes time to sign kids and, and make deals, I, I, I'm signing families, not riders. And I think that's going to be super important moving forward because these families are going to be able to take these kids to the promised land. And sometimes they need more guidance than the kid does. Some of these kids are incredible riders. They know how to do their job, but the families need to learn the ins and outs of the sports. And I've been through these, these wars and trenches before. I know exactly what they're going through. And I think that's where I can be the most impactful is working with mom and dad. Continuing with that topic, we've seen through history some of the parents that are involved, once it does get to the pro level, maybe try to stay too involved. And sometimes that can create drama. Have you thought about how you'll handle those situations if they arise? Yeah, there's some prime examples out there on how it can work and how it can't work. Um, just to be fair, I won't focus on the negatives. I'll focus on the positive right now. But what the Tomac family has done has proven that um, the family can be heavily involved all the way through the career if it's done right. John Tomac is a very respectful man, very smart man. And I think the way they've approached this career with Eli is, is it means borderline perfect. Look how successful he's been. Now he's going to be 30 years old and they've been through the entire thing together. So there is that example out there for the families to realize that you can be involved all the way through the career if done correctly. There's a bunch of examples out there where it didn't work out that way. There's there's champions in this sport that have had terrible relationships with their family after turning pro because of a number of different variables. So I don't think it's my job to tell a family how to do it. My job is to tell them the ways it's been done before and how things can go well and how things can go wrong and then give them the chance to make the decision for themselves. Ultimately, I'm just here to guide and influence They'll have to make the call on what they want to do in this chapter and the next, and hopefully they can learn by the examples that are out there and make the right decisions on how to approach racing with their kid. And then maybe their son will be 30 years old with multiple championships, and they'll be able to stand right there next to him and know that they were a part of every single part of it. But there's also examples where it didn't turn out well, and hopefully they can see those examples and try to avoid them. Great answer. All right, here's what I need to know. Does the orange No, ring- No, you're not getting a deal. So there's no room for a 47-year-old vet rider? Uh, I'm actually looking at a vet guy right now by the name of Mike Brown. I feel like he's pretty good. He's got some things to work on. I think he's got – He's definitely definitely in the development stage, but if he can fix a couple things with his program, I'd like to sign Mike Brown, but no, you're out. Sorry. Man, you know I'm going to be on a 23 Husky 350 in like three weeks. I I like that. I'll send you you a hat. (laughs) Okay, moving on. You are a big fan of what we'll call the major sports. I know you follow football, and when the, we'll call them the amateurs, the guys from the college ranks move into the pro ranks of the NFL, the NFL has programs set up to help these guys adjust clinics they can go to to learn about financial investments and dealing with their money properly and just things that will help them in real life. 
Do you plan to implement things like that? Little maybe lessons or classes that the kids can go to. You mentioned social media, but money management, uh, interview training, kind of already talked about those things, but talk about what you plan on implementing to adjust from amateurs to pros. I don't plan on implementing anything mandatory, but I'll off, obviously offer it to everybody. I, I, I mean, I want to help them with everything that they could possibly question. And I've already been doing that. A lot of families have called me and said, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I'll always offer um, my opinion, my advice, and my experience. But at the end of the day, I'll always put it back on the family to make that decision. I'm going to go back in time a little bit here, but a few years back, I was working with Jacob Hayes very closely. He obviously is one of my best friends now. I'm the best man in his wedding. So our relationship has developed further than just me kind of taking him under my wing, which is what I did originally. And I told him something in the very beginning and I stuck with it all the way through. I will tell you everything that I know about the topic, both sides of the coin, every angle. I'll, I'll, I'll try to educate you with everything that I know, but at the end of the day, you have to make the decision on what you want to do. I'm never going to make the decision for you. I'm just going to offer you as much guidance as possible so that you can make the best decision that suits what you want. And that worked for us. I, I, I told him the pros and cons of everything that was coming at him. And then he was able to choose what he wanted to do and, and own his own decisions. I'll do the same thing with these kids. I'm not going to go in there with a mandatory program where you have to come to me for that. I will offer everything I have, but ultimately put it back on them to make the decision on what's best for their kid and their family. So yes, the door is wide open. If any of the families want to call me on money management, social media advice, media training, anything under the sun, I'm there for them, but it's going to be their call on what they decide to do. Is there any chance that you'll be involved with on-bike training at all? 100% available at all times. I mean, I can give you a little insight right now to this week in general. I'm going to work with Dax Bennett for a couple days as he prepares for the combine at Ironman. I, I love the Bennett family. He's under the program. I believe in Dax and they reached out and asked for my guidance over the next week or two. And I didn't even, I mean, I didn't even let him finish the sentence and I said, yes. Um, so I'll always be available. Obviously I live where I live now, so I'm not going to be able to just constantly move all over the country, but I could see a scenario where in between some of the West Coast races, I just stay back in Southern California and I'll tell the entire roster, if you want to be there, be there and I'll work with you guys all week. So, I, I mean, I'm treating this job with an all in mentality. I'll give these families and these kids every single thing that I have um, within reason of the schedule. Obviously, Saturdays at seven o'clock, I'm going to probably be a little busy. <laughs> so I might not be able to offer guidance uh, for about a three hour period on Saturday right. nights. But other than that, I'll be wide open. I'll work with anybody that asks me. I'll drive anywhere within reason. I'll fly within reason. I'll do whatever I can to make sure that these kids and these families are successful. I mean, I, I really, really care about their outcome. And if that requires me to go above and beyond, I'll do it. So yeah, the, the door is wide open on that as well. Fantastic. I'm going to shift gears for just a second. You mentioned again, being busy Saturday nights. Are we locked in? I mean, I, I know there's no official announcement on TV network yet, but are you locked in to be back with Supercross for Saturdays? Locked in isn't the right term. It's, <laughs> still the off season schedule okay. right now. And they actually have some things that they have to work through before they get to me. But yeah, I'm all good. I I've had a bunch of people freak out and say, wait, now you're done with TV. I mean, I even had 
some of the other manufacturers and the AMA come up to me and say, wait, does this mean you're done with TV? And I said, no, we're all good there. <laughs> good. Um, I actually told Feld about the job and they were super ecstatic. You got to think about it from their point of view. They're trying to help develop the next generation of star with the futures program. So for me to be in this position to be able to help that, I think they trust that I'll be able to guide these families correctly. So uh, no, they were super happy, super, super stoked that I got the opportunity and I think they understand that obviously it's going to help them in the long run as they're building the next generation of Supercross stars. So, no, I'm all good there. I just don't know the details on what I'll be doing and how I'll be doing it. But no conflict on either side. They're both super happy to, to work with each other's schedules and there's no conflict at all. That's fantastic, man. I, I cannot even explain how happy I am for you. A few months ago when you were – a year ago when you were deciding that ah, we maybe we're going to move out of California, maybe – going to sell the business, maybe going to do these things. And you were trying to figure out what the next step was. And you, you, you weren't hundred percent sure how things were going to go. And because of the hard work you've done and the reputation you've built, it turned into something that you probably would, like you said, you never even expected. And I just can't tell you how happy I am for you and the family. Well, I appreciate that. And I don't want to use this opportunity to try to force beliefs on people because I'm not that way, but I'm, I really am grateful to God that he was able to lay this foundation and path out for me actually talked to my wife about it today and I, I i just can't believe the way things lined up i was able to sell eagle grit to one of my really good friends who i know is going to take care of the business that i helped found and create and he'll be able to take it to a level that i don't think i could have ever done and i'm grateful for that which led to the opportunity to move to south carolina i, I can't even tell you how happy i am where i'm living i, I love where i live my house my neighborhood everything about where i live and then to land in my opinion, the perfect job for me, the dream job to be in a management role with amateur racers and give them a chance to, you know, fulfill and chase their dreams, but with the guidance that maybe they don't have currently, and then still be able to do TV, which I still can't believe I even had the opportunity to do that in 2015. And the fact that it's led to where it is, I'm, I'm blown away. And I just don't see how all these dominoes could drop so perfectly without heavy influence from God. And I, I'm just so grateful and, and, and there's a there's a major fulfillment inside me knowing that all these things have happened because it's these are all dream scenarios right. and for them to work out so perfectly there's no way that was done without outside influence so again not trying to force my thoughts on anybody but personally um, I mean I couldn't be more grateful and, and I owe it all to the man above. Well, Daniel, I appreciate you taking some time for us, and I appreciate you uh, reaching out to me. We've been buddies a while now, and you've done a lot to help me out and. Not that you need my help, but I really appreciate you being, let me be one of the first people to talk to you about it. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm super happy for you too as well. I know we've had our conversations over the years on, you know, your love of the sport and, and what you would like to do. And to, to see it all working out for you too is not surprising to me with your work ethic and the way you've gone about things. So I'm grateful to obviously have this conversation with you and, and, and allow us to kind of be the first to, to publicly break this news. Um, again, it goes to your character and what I think of you. So, uh, I respect all the, the nice things you said, but I got to throw them right back. Your way. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Daniel, I'll let you get back to your day and enjoy, man. Congrats. Thank you.